Welcome to Business Conversations with your host, business strategist, Clive Enever. Clive is joined by expert guests as they talk business behind the scenes to give you the tools and insights to support your growth, security, and serenity as you strive for your success. Welcome to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Enever. I am Clive Enever, business strategist, and we're having a conversation with Ken Williams about why failing fantastically is the pathway to true success. Ken Williams has worked in sales and marketing for over 20 years, from direct selling to writing ad copy for Australia's leading newspapers. His latest book, How to Fail Fantastically, is a humorous guide on how to fail that reveals the true nature of how to succeed. Hello, Ken Williams, and welcome. Hello, Clive Enova. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. And I absolutely adore the subject of our conversation, revealing the true nature of how to succeed by understanding how to fail. What on earth brought you to there? Well, it's it's the fail part that brought me to there, Clive. (laughs) (laughs) Many, many years of many different ventures and many different pathways and many mornings of waking up I've got it you know and months down the track I don't got it and <laughs> so it's writing the book on failure because Clive I all during this time I read a lot of books and, and heard a lot of things from so-called successful people you know, even like JK Rowling and Michael Jordan to to um, Michael Sedaris and, and and other writers who said in order to succeed we must know failure and I thought, well, I know failure. I can write the book on failure, and then the rest is up to, to you for the success part, I guess. <laughs> makes sense to me. Yeah, well, it makes sense to me too. <laughs> but before we delve too far into that, tell us about Ken Williams. Uh, I know that I found you in the northern suburbs of Melbourne, and at this point in time, we're in the you are in the middle of a lockdown for this COVID-19 thingy yeah, but yeah. Uh, perfect time to write a book about failure Clive absolutely perfect time because uh, there could be a lot of it going around yeah and no, I've got a feel for those yeah there's a lot of people Clive going to do it tough for well probably already have and and unfortunately we got the news last night that it's only going to get worse for a while so we've got to buckle down and a lot of people are going to do it tough Yes, yeah, so uh, we we need to put our hand out to as many of those as we can and, and help them along the way. But tell us about Ken Williams. Uh, is Ken Williams a, a family man? He is, yeah. He, he has a wife, a beautiful wife, uh, Tess, and, and a 15-year-old son, and uh, bought a collie named Ruby, who's the pride and joy of my life. Ah, now, a border collie, and we live in the northern suburbs of Melbourne. I'm figuring that uh, Ken spends a good deal of time running around parks and bushland. <laughs> I live across the road from the park, Clive. That's what I was saying. Um, when we got Ruby probably eight, nine months ago now, after five years of my son saying, Dad, I want a dog, Dad, I want a dog, Dad, I want a dog, I promise I'll do everything, I'll walk it. I'm the fittest I've ever been, so... I'm two walks a day through the park. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> Does that uh, buying the dog 
on account of someone else was going to do everything for it. Does that fit in with the story of oh, definitely. How to Fail Fantastically? <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. That's, just, that's another chapter in my life. But, but I guess if you want to know the Ken Williams story, started, uh, I guess, in primary school. I can still remember my... I went to a great school. I can still remember my teacher saying, Ken Williams, you'll never amount to anything. And I'll look back now and think, geez, they really knew their stuff. Because <laughs> <laughs> nowhere's where I'm at. So, yeah, kudos to, to all you guys. <laughs> but, uh, no, in all seriousness, though, Clive, yeah, there's a lot of great lessons to learn through failure. And, and I'm, a, I'm a happy-go-lucky chap. I'm, I'm, like I said, I, I've got my wife, I've got my son, I've got a roof over my head in, in these tough times. I've still got a, uh, some income coming through. I've got a beautiful little dog who's keeping me fit and healthy in the park. Um, there, there's a lot to smile about, even though I've just written the book on failure. <laughs> We'll, we'll get to where one can find a, a copy of this book yeah. later, but let's talk about some of the information in there. Now, I, in, in case I didn't make it clear earlier, this this book is not a uh, you know, uh, rum and razor blades at 2am type uh, <laughs> read. It, it's a humorous guide on how to fail, isn't it? It is, mate, because I guess what most people don't understand or, or, or take stock of is that failure is a fickle beast, Clive. And if you're not careful, it can turn on you and various levels of success you know, can emanate. And you've got to be careful. If you're going to plan to fail, you've got to fail to plan. I can't put it any clearer than that, Clive. <laughs> it's, it's purely tongue-in-cheek that, that um, really the reason I wrote it and, and all the, when I started out is, is just for people to, to take a... A lot harder to look at themselves, and a lot of people are so obsessed with success that succeeding, and 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 there's good reason for that. There might be some money on the line, but but sometimes you've just got to take a step back, have a sense of humour, and say, "Wow, you know, it, let's lighten up, everyone." So that's actually a very good point you bring up there, Ken. You mentioned that a tremendous number of us are totally obsessed with success. Do you think that most of us know what success is? That's that's a that's a fantastic question because that's exactly what I think. Well, I think too many of us. You look at every self help guide and book, and everybody's talking. This is what you need to do to be happy. This is what you need to do. Well, I don't think anybody does know, Clive. Well, I think we were happier back in the nineteen fifties when we were content with our little picket fence, take a cut lunch to work, and and we knew what what was going to happen. I think contentment. Um, is a huge part that we don't really have anymore. But I think, I think the internet and and the, the amount of opportunities out there today are just. I think it's confusing us. I don't think we know what happiness is or when to stop. So the really important thing is to have a really good look inside to figure out what will make us happy. Yeah, and that's right. And a lot. I don't think. I don't think I'm in my own opinion here, but I wonder how many people start out on their pathway to success in whatever field that is, really knowing, well, what's the end point? What's going to make me happy? Where do I stop? How much is enough? When is enough enough, Clive? And I don't know that people know that. And if you're forever chasing something, are you ever going to be happy? I don't know. 
So we need to be able to define what it is that will make us happy. And if we can once define what it is that will make us happy and we can call that success, then we need to work out criteria that needs to be ticked off to deliver that. Is that right? What? Yeah, I think I look at it as true success then, Clive. What's true success? And you have to factor in family life, um, what, what it is, apart from the, the material things that we want to strive for and we all want to sit on the sunny beaches of Queensland for our, you know, our retiring years, that might be great. But there's also, you know, the, the times with your kids, the times with your friends and the times just to go down the pub and have a beer and, and all the little things that, that will make your life, what I say, true success. And that's where I think we should be aiming at, striving at more true success, inner peace and inner happiness than perhaps some of the things that we're striving for on the outside. So it's really about what makes us as happy as individuals rather than what uh, other people might perceive us as. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think we've got to start with a, with a purpose. I always say with a, with a sense of purpose and a sense of humour we can achieve great things and and both are as important as each other. I think if you don't have a sense of purpose, there's just going to be too many days where you hit the wall and you say, sod this, I don't need it. Um, So again, a sense of humor is going to be the thing that gets you through there. But again, a sense of you can laugh till the cows come home, but you've got to have a sense of purpose to keep you in the game as well. So sense of purpose with a sense of humor and yeah, stick to it. Now, of course, what we need to know immediately is, is that a quote that's actually in the book or can we all pinch it? Go for it. I don't know if that one's in the book, Clive. <laughs> I don't think I, I haven't actually read it. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, No, I don't remember writing that bit. No. That... <laughs> but it's a very good little quote. I like that. <laughs> Lots of people, when they have what they think is a failure, fall in a a great big heap, can't pick themselves up, Mm. can't get going again. What, how do we look at, can a, a failure in order for us to find something that can inspire us to move forward to success? Yeah, that's a tough question. And, um, not being a psychologist or anything, I'm just going to give you my my own definition that will again come down to some point of not so much even having a sense of humour, but a sense of self-worth is huge, Clive, to um, to get you through those days. I don't think there's a I don't think there's a person on earth that hasn't failed. At something in some even on your the most successful, at some point on the way they're going to hit some walls and have to have to change paths and and it's how you handle that. It's your own self-worth and your own belief. Again, I guess it comes down to a sense of purpose that keeps us ticking on. But failure is a very, very important component to, to that form of success. So whatever the failure, it's learning from that because essentially we're talking about an effect, aren't we? Whatever we perceive as failure is the effect. There's obviously a cause that created that. Yes, that's right, and you've got to look at that. And, and sometimes that then also, Clive, can lead to other paths that you didn't even know existed. You know, one of the great things, people think failure a lot of times either crash and burn, that's the end. Clearly failure's not that. Some people think failure's more like Edison, keep trying, keep trying, 999,000 times, we'll eventually get a light bulb. 
But I think failure is more about learning from what what didn't work and then finding a different pathway. Or sometimes you don't even have to look for it. Sometimes by by failing, these other pathways just spring out of nowhere. Then you oh, I didn't even know they existed. And then you think, well, there's this pathway and there's this pathway. They might not all lead to success, but they're just you meet different people and different experiences and and different um, you know just experiences that end up making you a stronger, more resilient, uh, stronger person for whatever business, whatever type of success you're looking for. So there's always opportunities out there. It's just that sometimes we don't see the right ones until after we've checked out a couple that weren't going to work. Exactly. And then the others, they they pop into our our eyesight. You put it a lot better than I did, Clive. Yeah, opportunities that opens up from that you would never have known even existed if you you had the unfortunate... um, uh, the unfortunate way of, of just succeeding first go. How unfortunate would that be, Clive? You, you, you start a company, you just have success through the roof, you follow this one little train track to get you there. You didn't even know about these other paths and all the other people you could have met and all the great experience you could have had. You poor people, I, I feel for you. <laughs> There's actually a lot to be said for that. Because... Well, I think so. Yeah, and a narrow path can lead to a narrow end. Perfect, yeah, and a narrow existence. Who wants to live in a narrow existence? Yeah. And without the odd failure here and there, or I've got my inverted commas up for the listeners who can't see. I've got my inverted commas up saying failure because it's just a, a signpost really, isn't it, about a different way that we might, go to achieve whatever it is that we're after that's exactly what i'm saying yep that's perfectly put well done yep it is the, the as i said earlier the perfect precursor because it just it's many ways like an apprenticeship you can't just the master chef doesn't bake his masterpiece cake on stepping into the kitchen for the first time so you need to fail you need to learn different ways of doing things and um and learning learning yeah. And I guess most of the learning is about shortcuts. Uh, that is, no? No. <laughs> no. Shortcuts, shortcuts, short-term gain, I think. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to have too many great failures on shortcuts. No, I, th- I think that the bigger the failure, the better the lesson. Get out there and, and, and go the whole, yeah, go down the right track. <laughs> I like it. How long did it take, not not in its formative state, how long did it take you to write the book once you decided, I'm going to write this book? Um, yeah, funny, I just sort of started out as, um, like I said, I'd, fe- I'd read all these information from successful people saying, you know, we need to fail, failure is so important. I thought, well, all right, well, I'll fail it a few times. I'll, I'll, I'll start pinning a few of the, the my failures down and... Um, it just went from so it started sort of tongue in cheek, but then I started realizing the importance of failure. You know, it started out like, okay, I'll talk about this failure and that failure. But when I really thought about it, like I was talking about opening paths, I wouldn't have sort of thought about the different people that I've met and the experiences that I've had. Um, so it, it probably took about a year or two years to sort of to pen together, but it was it was just such a a growing experience for me too to to realize that. 
what I was actually doing was starting out as a tongue-in-cheek look at failure to something that's, I think, more than worth talking about. It's worth, worth us all really thinking about how we perceive failure and how we take on failure and then how we're going to share failure with the rest of the world particularly kids coming through. So it probably took me about a year or so to write, but but now since I've written it, I, I want to go in all different directions, Clive. So the dedication that it takes to actually write this book, no different to the dedication it takes to do any other job, is it? No, exactly right. But the beauty of this book, Clive, and this is the thing I knew from day dot when I started penning this book, I can't fight, I can't go wrong. It's a book about failure. I can write spelling mistakes. There can be errors in grammar. Heck, it's only about 86 pages long and it's cost me a whole 20 bucks, you know. <laughs> but I'll make no apologies for that because, again, failure's had a bad rap for too long and, and it's time we started, you know, putting our hands in our kicks, 20 bucks for failure. That's great. No matter what I do, Clive, I could muck this interview up. I could talk to people about failure and totally fall over. That's the beauty of writing a book about failure. I can't lose. If it doesn't sell a single copy, Clive, I've won. It's a success. And if it does sell a copy, I've got a very dodgy agent, Clive, who's going to rip me blind, rip me off blind in every cent I earn. So, again, I cannot lose. It's, it's, the, it's the ultimate thing to write about because, yeah, it's just, it's fail-proof. And, and, and that's crazy because it's a book about failure. So, there you go. I'm particularly pleased that you've taken the time to examine all of these aspects, identify all the criteria that will, will make it a failure or a success, depending on which angle you're looking from. <laughs> well, even the book itself, I, I got to write and I thought, you know what? I, it's got to fail in some way. It can't be a perfect book. It has to be flawed in many ways and it has to be canned by the critics to an extent and, and, and all these things. Otherwise, how can I write a book about failure that's, that's perfect. It can't be that way. So, like I said, the, the perfect thing to write about. And, and that's, I think, the only thing that got me through because, like I've said before, Clive, I've, one of the things I talk about in the book, one of the steps is to always start a bunch of stuff and leave it in a mess. And I'm sure I would have done this if I didn't, if I wasn't able to tell myself that um, I can't fail with this book. It sort of provides the answer to the question, isn't it? What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Write a book about it. Write the book. <laughs> it's it's got to be a winner. Hang on, failure. That's right. Either way. Yeah, run, it's going to be a runaway failure, Clive. Runaway failure. <laughs> We've got to... <laughs> we're, we're now caught in the uh, Henry Ford quote. Think you can or think you can't, you're right. That's exactly, and I, I, that's one of my favourite quotes because I think he's hit the money right on the, the nail right in the head. It's exactly right. <laughs> either, either way, yeah, either way you're right. <laughs> so I'm glad we've arrived at the de definitive explanation of the book anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, well, I guess because the reason I, I, I started writing too because I thought, well, there's no other books sort of specifically. There's books about people who have failed and they tell their story and how they went from failure to success, but nothing that really talks about the real benefits of, of how to fail and, and why we need a book about failure. And, and I thought about it and I thought, well, the thing that hinders success for most people, in my opinion, 
would be the crippling fear of failure. They're so scared about failure. Well, if you take fear away, the only thing you've got to fear then is success. <laughs> and to, to me, success is way scarier than failure ever could be. <laughs> yes, I suppose if you've been there before, you have a, a pretty good understanding of, one, what it looks like, and two, what it feels like. Yeah. Well, failure, I, I, I've been a failure all my life. I, I, can, I can handle failure. Heck, I, you know, I've written a book. But success is a whole different ball game. You know, you start to get successful and you think, oh, how long is this going to last? Um, what do I need to do now? Will I change? Will I need to change? Will my kids change? Will my family life change? And I honestly believe that that a lot of people on the way to success, Bob, in, in any business they get into, when they get this wave of success, I think they would get a fear. Fear of, well, how, the things I just mentioned, how long is it going to last, but how much will my life change? I just want to be me. But is everything going to change? And I think to a lot of people in their subconscious, that will hold them back from succeeding many times. Did you, would you agree with that? I've certainly seen that uh, many times, that uh, you know, people do become fearful that they'll have to change. And uh, probably a, a, a good point, a good time for me to point out that uh, a lot of people I work with are worried about the changes that will happen. And the good news is, as in my experience, we can change all manner of things around ourselves, but we don't need to change ourselves wow. in order to experience the the success and growth and, and wonder. Um, very much along the lines of what you're no doubt rushing at full speed now. We've, <laughs> we've got the failure out there and I'm sure the failure is going to rush back at you <laughs> with, with people. And I'm, I can already see on the um, screen in front of me, people are saying, you know, texting in, where do I get the book? <laughs> really? Save your money, people. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, like a good old milking cow, I, I, we've probably milked this for as much as we can at this particular point in time. Yeah, we'll move on. <laughs> But that's because the clock is against us. But before I let you go, Ken, what is the best tip you have received from a business conversation? Wow, that is an excellent question. You know what? I'm going to have to answer this in a way I don't really want to because it probably goes against everything my book stands for. <laughs> it's all about planning. I, the biggest message I got was from yeah someone who said, and it's the famous saying, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And I don't think there's a a truer quote um, made because the problem, I guess, with a lot of people getting into something that, like a business like myself, so many different things that I've had a shiny idea. I thought this will be fun. And once the fun stuff is kind of done and dusted, you've got to get into the nitty gritty. And if you're not passionate, if you don't have a proper plan to do those the, th the really important things that you need to be done, you're not going to be successful, are you? you? You've got to plan what really needs to be done, get the nuts and bolts in, in and tighten them up, get everything uh, as it should be, and then look at some of the, the fun elements or enjoy the fun elements of your business from there, but always plan. And the good news about uh, a really good plan is it actually heightens the fun. I know that seems counter to common 
ideas, but it does. The, the better the plan, the greater the fun. Mm, no, I can see that. I can see that. Mm. Um, yeah, and often though, often though, that without with by failing to plan though, uh, Clive, you get to do all the fun stuff first. Yes, which is very short term. <laughs> <laughs> usually, usually no, very short term. No, exactly right. Exactly, which is why it's such a an important factor to to consider when starting your own business or getting involved in anything. Plan. And make sure you've got a, a good plan in place. And what's the top piece of advice you'd like to leave listeners with today? I would say, well, could I give a couple, Clive? You First can of all, give a couple. I want to say uh, never to doubt yourself. And, and, and that's a bit strange when I talk about, a, about failing and I read in a book about failure, never doubt yourself. I don't see doubt as a friend to anybody, including failure. Um, doubt, doubt is a friend of nobody and doubt leads to regret by, by, um, by doubting yourself and doubting your, your, your ability to do something you inevitably don't do anything or you do something half-assed and it just doesn't work out you shouldn't fear failure in the first place get out and have a go get out and have a crack have a real go at life and if you fail shout woohoo learn those lessons take the different paths that will inevitably present themselves and move on from there, but never, ever, ever, ever doubt yourself because that will only lead to regret, and that's a whole story for a whole other time, Clive. And we probably should get you back to discuss it. (laughs) But most importantly, how can our listeners connect with you to start their own business conversation? Well, I do have a website at at, uh, kenwilliamswriting.com.au they can get, uh, I've written articles on failure on the website and I'll continue to update that as we go on. Um, I'm, I'm looking to get these types of programs into high schools and, and communities where we can give failure a little bit more credence and a little bit more airtime so that people can understand that failure is not this big bad monster, but something we can, we can embrace in, in order to become successful. So they can find out all those sort of things on my website at kenwebswriting.com.au. Um, or pop into any bookstore, say you'd like to uh, get a copy of How to Fail Fantastically. If they say, we don't have it, get out of our shop, congratulations, you've failed. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> they won't say that, though. They'll say, yep, I'll order it in for you, and away you go. So that's what they need to do. There you go. And that's <laughs> kenwilliamswriting.com.au. It's all one word. There's no fancy bits in there. kenwilliamswriting.com.au. <laughs> Ken, this has been great fun, oh, and, fun. and let's let's hope we put a uh, a new slant on failure for a whole bunch of listeners out there. I hope so too, Clive. Thanks so much for your for your time today, mate. I really appreciate it. Absolute pleasure, Ken. Thanks, mate. Take care. Thanks for listening Thanks, to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Enever. Make sure you subscribe to future episodes via your favourite podcast app and you can find more business resources at cliveenever.com.au.